Hey friend, welcome back. I'm so glad you're listening in. And here I am starting my second year of podcasting, which is very exciting. I think I'm going to try to mix it up a little bit. I hope I haven't been repeating myself too much on these podcasts. How am I going to mix it up? Well, one suggestion that's been made to me by one of my children is that one of my, what would you call it, assets, I guess, um, is, you know, that I'm older, so I have wisdom to share. I think the asset I've relied on more in the in the past year has been encouragement. I've tried to offer this podcast as an encouragement, biblical encouragement, I guess you could call it. But this time, I'll try to combine advice and encouragement together. So, of course, that leads me to a story, because I love telling stories. I hope you like listening to my stories. I like telling them, so there you go. Anyway, when the kids were little, Wes's brother Nathaniel used to hang out at our house a lot. It was before he was married. And when we, let's see, we moved into this house when Wesley was 11. So our kids were 11 to 4, and Nathaniel used to come over all the time. They'd go four-wheeling, they'd, I don't know, they'd just do stuff. Oh, and Nathaniel worked for Wes back then, so I guess that was another reason he was around a lot. But we went camping together. It was really fun. So anyway, Nathaniel was that great, um, you know, single uncle. And one of the things about Nathaniel, he is really funny. He's still funny, even now he's married. (laughs) But... He was really funny back then, and one of the things he used to do was when the kids asked me stuff, they'd be like, Mom, can we do this? Mom, can we do that? Nathaniel would say, let me handle this, Susie. Let me handle this. No. And he would always say no, like, you know, some big tyrant, but he's just kidding around. And then I'd be like, yes, you can go swimming. Yes, you can whatever. But then this one time, I remember they asked, I think they asked for cookies or something. They wanted a snack, and he was like, let me handle this, Susie. Let me handle this. And there was this pause, and then he goes, yes! And, like, and I couldn't say no. I was like, oh, it, it was such a surprise. I had to say yes. So it was pretty funny because we were all expecting the no, and they got the yes. Just made it fun. But why am I telling you that story? Because here's my question for you today. How often do you say yes? How often do you say, say yes? How often do you say yes to your kids? How often do you say yes to your husband? Or the people you encounter throughout the day? How often do you say yes when you're asked to do something at church or work? I think it's worth talking about and even pondering what the Bible has to say about it. This is Susie Weber, and you're listening to the Pause and Ponder podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope listening today will draw you closer to God and help you be more like Jesus. Okay, so here's what I want to think about today. Just ask yourself this. How often do you say yes, and how often do you say no? And could you say yes more? I really do think it's worth thinking about. It's, it's maybe a good check, like a barometer or a thermometer, of our submission to Christ in real life. Do you remember in school on tests it would say, check your work or on your homework, don't forget to check your work. And hopefully, if you're a good student, you would look back over your math problems and check each step before you turned in that paper. You'd reevaluate if you could do better or catch any mistakes. Well, why not apply that same principle to our lives? 
pause during the tests of life and check our work. Because you know what? The world has been telling us for a really long time, me first. I remember back in the 70s when I was a kid, it was called the me generation. And if you don't even remember the 70s, it's only gotten worse since then. My rights, my way, finding myself. If I'm happy, they'll be happy. Actually, not really. And that's not God's way at all. God says love one another, put others first, and then just trust him to work it all out. Let's consider what God says about loving one another, putting others first, which I'm kind of summing up in this, how often do you say yes? Do you say yes to what others are asking of you, whether it's your kids or your husband, your coworkers? Now, obviously, it's not saying yes to evil and sin. We can talk about saying no to sin in a different episode, and I think I probably have covered that a little bit. We've all heard that, hopefully. I'm not talking about that today because we don't want to say, oh, no, no, we need to say no and give ourselves an excuse not to say yes, not to put others first. So what does the Bible say about putting others first, about loving one another? Here's a few verses to consider. Ephesians 5:21, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Philippians 2, 3 and 4. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Ephesians 4, 32. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So, Put others first as much as Jesus put you first. Romans fourteen nineteen. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Romans twelve sixteen. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position and do not be conceited. And Romans twelve ten. Be devoted to to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. I think another version said, outdo each other in honor. 1 Peter 5. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them. So this is more specifically to people you're in authority over. Not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. That was a lot of verses, but you get the idea. They're all saying similar things, to love one another, to put others' interests first. So here's just one way, and there's many other ways to love others and put their interests first, but this is just one way to check our work. How are we doing at obeying this command to love one another? Think about how often you say yes to those you love, your kids. Because when you're saying yes, you're putting their interests above your own. Do you ever think about why you say no? Is it really out of fear of God or reverence for God? Of course, sometimes it is, like I was saying. If the request is something that results in danger or evil, then of course we say no. But if we're honest, couldn't we say yes more often? Could you say yes more often? So why do we say no? Are we saying no out of convenience? 
If it makes more work for me, is that necessarily a reason to say no? If it will make everything take longer, or if it will be messy, if it will be annoying, loud, or simply I just have no interest in it, are those reasons to say no? They're not necessarily dangerous or evil. And I don't see any grounds for this in the Bible. And all those examples I just gave, I could sum up as inconvenient. So is inconvenience a reason to say no? I don't think so. Am I saying no out of selfishness, simply because it isn't the way I would do it? I have a better way to do it. Or perhaps I just don't feel like doing that right now, or I won't get anything out of it. Am I saying no out of pride, that I know better? Why am I saying no? Doesn't it go back to Eve and the selfish nature we all have to control? God said Eve would want to rule over her husband. That was one of the consequences of the fall, and that was meant as a curse. It's sort of like God was saying, you're going to have this problem from now on, Eve. You're going to have this desire within you to control your environment, to control the people in your life. You know what? It will make you feel safe to have this illusion of control, but it will only be an illusion because your only safety is in trusting me. But you will struggle from now on with wanting to control. That's all wrapped up. That's like my paraphrase and my what I see wrapped up in that expression, your desire to rule over your husband. Isn't it ironic that her yes to evil results so often in our no to the people we love? It isn't meant to be this way. Eve was ruled by her desire to control, but because of Jesus, we have been set free from this sin ruling over us. Let's not live in resignation to the sin that we have a controlling nature and we can't change it. This is exactly what God does want to change in us. Let's be cautious about making excuses for why we're saying no. And today, right now, let's just think about saying yes. I think it's kind to say yes to making cupcakes, to driving to a friend's house, and watching the movie someone else chooses. I think it's love to encourage your husband to go away for the weekend with his friends, or let your daughter dye her hair blue, or drive 30 minutes further to just go to the restaurant someone else picked. It's putting their interests above your own. It's serving one another. It's devotion, and it's honor. It's saying yes as often as possible in reverence for Christ. Will you end up spending a whole day doing something you never would have chosen? Or will you have to spend longer cleaning up or waiting for them to get home or even being bored? Will it make you uncomfortable or worried or frustrated? Probably. But will it stretch you to make more of Jesus and less of you? Definitely. I challenge you to try it for a whole day. See what happens. Try saying yes to everything for a whole day. Now, if you think this is going to spoil your kids, you do it for one day and tell them you're doing it, and then challenge them to do it for a day. And you can ask them to clean their room and play with their siblings and, and do all the things to your heart's content so that they don't get spoiled. I'm going to guess that the results will surprise you and will lead to new life in your experiences and your relationships. Life instead of destruction. Remember that narrow road led to life, or leads to life, and the broad road leads to destruction. Is it dangerous or evil? Say no. 
as often as possible say yes. Now, I can just hear you out there saying, hold on, am I never supposed to have any, get to decide anything, have any time to myself? Do I always have to, am I just this sponge that gives and gives and gives? Yeah, I know, there's balance. There's balance and it's okay for your kids to hear no and not get everything they want all the time. I'm not saying that. There are reasons to tell them no because it's not good for them. But that would be the like leaning, I mean, even if cookies aren't evil, it's not healthy for them. So it's a good reason to say no. I'm just saying, evaluate, ask yourself, how often do I say yes? You know, sometimes we just have to enjoy being with our children and not always so focused on training every single moment. Just enjoy them. I remember my dad telling me that. He told me a story once of um, he took my brothers, I guess, to a baseball game. And he was sitting there at the baseball game and he noticed another father, you know, down the, the row of chairs or whatever, whatever you call that at the stadium. And <laughs> I don't go to baseball games. But anyway, he noticed this other family, this dad with his kids. And he said the dad was just, you know, correcting the kids the whole time through the they're watching a baseball game and he's like stop doing that do this don't eat it like that don't hold your ice cream cone that way what is wrong with you and like really does it matter how a kid holds an ice cream cone and just on just my dad said he was so struck with how this other dad was so focused on making sure his kids were doing everything right and training them all the time that he didn't even just relax and enjoy a baseball game with his kids and what my dad was saying to me was you know you got to make sure you take time to just enjoy being together and not always you know this correcting so you know let them have the cookies every now and then that's what I say now that my kids are grown up but I said that even when they were little and you know they all turned out okay so but anyway I digress my point was, I understand, yes, there are times when we need to say no to them, and there are times when it's okay to say, you know what, I'm too tired, I'm not doing that right now, or it's, that will make too much of a mess. There's balance. So I, I understand there's balance, but be careful that you don't use that as an excuse to say no more often than you need to. Maybe just consider today that saying Yes, even when you don't feel like it, is a way to show love and a way to show love that God wants us to do, that Jesus is pointing out when he says, put others' interests above your own. Just a thought. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Romans 12.10 In this way, you're obeying the command of Christ to love one another. And in this small way, just saying yes, you become a doer of the word obedient to Christ, and a light to the world. In this way, you give up control and make submission to Christ the real deal in your life. So what do you say? I hope you'll say yes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you go out there and love more by saying yes more. Till next time.